0: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I've interviewed Caroline Murphy of West Cork Eggs many times. She runs a fine business down there, and she's been involved with Women in Business and Network Cork and all those things for many a long day, and we've had many a good conversation about it. I also spoke to Caroline once or twice about the Mass of the Angels. She was involved in the organization of the Mass of the Angels, and in your own past, Caroline, is a story of loss. Uh, and I didn't know the details of that story until until recently. You spoke to a podcast about it. And I'm happy to say that you've, you've come on this morning uh, to chat to me. Uh, this, this is the story, which many of us didn't know, but it's the story of, of baby Leah. Good morning, Caroline.
1: Good morning, PJ. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's Sometimes it's hard to believe it's that long ago. Um, and sometimes it seems like a lifetime ago because it was. But it's something that you never, ever forget. Um, you carry it better. The grief is always there but it's not as overwhelming or as all-consuming as it once was kind of thing but um i can still get upset when i when i think of it and i talk about it sometimes and other times i don't and that's fine too um you know very often maybe a song on the radio might get you or maybe a storyline or a piece it could be anything um just being somewhere and she'll just pop into her head even you know 14 years on still think her every day She's still very much the orange in the house. If we're looking for anything, it's Leah, God, find the keys for me. And she always comes up trumps. And, and she's very much part of our house, um, which is very special to us because she was part of our family and is part of our family. And it's right to speak her name. And I think I learned all that time ago that it's hugely important to speak of our child's name even though they're no longer with us they're still part of the family and and that's how we keep them alive like any person in the family by talking about them by saying their name by by acknowledging them um because long ago these the our baby wouldn't have been acknowledged or recognized and that must have just been heartbreaking
0: can i ask you to go through what happened
1: um yeah so she was my fourth pregnancy um i kind of thought i had it you know i had this pregnancy thing down to a t i was always very healthy in pregnancy you know it suited me i always felt very well um and with her i didn't really Now that you know there was a lot going on at the time there's probably a lot of stress um building a house dealing with banks all that kind of stuff and one day then i kind of suffered Pregnancy symptoms, swollen ankles, real great tiredness, actually. I remember how I was doing the shopping and I had to just stop and sit. Stuff on their own, which are all quite normal pregnancy symptoms, but for me, there hadn't been normal symptoms. Anyway, we just said it'd be best to 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 get her checked out, and I went to the doctors. I'll start crying now, Peter. I went to the doctors.
0: <laughs> how far along were you?
1: 27 weeks. So... um there was no heartbeat. Um, So I rang my husband and said, uh, we need to go to CUMH, there's no heartbeat. And I remember on the journey up, it was still, we just couldn't believe it, you know, the thing in the doctors wasn't working properly or the baby was turned funny and... You know it should all be all right once we got there um and got there we did and i must say the treatment we received from cumh from start to finish was just outstanding um their kindness their professionalism their attention was just for me it was just outstanding so anyway we went into this little room and she scanned and there was nothing and they said i'm sorry your baby's gone <laughs> Sorry, PJ. sorry You just go back to that room, and you go back to being there. And because I was 27 weeks, well, I had to um, give birth. So they gave me the choice to come home and go back up, and I said no. And my husband did have to come home, and he had to tell family he had to try and explain it We had three kids at the time he had to try and explain it to them and he had to try and get his head around it as well so very often sometimes in situations like this dads can be forgotten um but he was the only other one that knew what it was like we'd lost our daughter um and we grieved in different ways but he was my strength that time because very often people think it's, a, you know, it's it's just the mother. It's not. Um, so anyway, they induced me and oh, you go through your whole labour thing. Uh, and one of the funny things, it's even like, because you're just in a complete state of shock. You don't understand. Um, I was angry. I was like, why? I was so devastated. Uh, why was a big thing? Do you know why us? Why me? Why our baby? And then afterwards, I remember someone saying, you know, well, why not you? Um, And that was kind of tough to take, but very, very true. You know, there was no reason.
2: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away.
3: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Wiley didn't survive. There was no condition. There was no um, any medical thing like that. Um, And it, it was just kind of, unfortunately, one of those things. And it was only really, I suppose until now it took a long time, don't get me wrong, but until I kind of accepted that sometimes things just happen. We have no control. We don't know why we don't know the reason that I could actually kind of start to, to move on. But anyway, give birth I did and it was obviously very different from my other three kids um, and it's very different even in in the maternity ward, you know, because normally it's a time of great joy, great um, excitement, uh, It's it's noisy and this time there was just nothing. There was no noise, there was no baby crying, Um, there was none of that.
0: It sounds to me, and I perceive it as an impossibly wrong, it sounds like an awful, cruel way to have to do it.
1: I've never, um, because I so desperately wanted to, to meet her, to see her, even, you know, maybe they've got it wrong, maybe there's going to be a miracle um and i knew what it was like and and you know i've often thought of 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 mothers who's had this to happen to them on their first baby uh, and uh, you know it, it it's all so much shock and it's as if even your own body is working against you because it still thinks it's pregnant so you will still go through um Birth, you will. St- your milk will come in. You go through all those bodily changes, even though there's no baby. And there were so many learnings there. Do you know what I mean? We did things as I've never knew how to do. You know, buy a grave, choose a coffin. Uh, you know, they don't. We had a service, but you don't at that time. I don't know if it's changed now. You don't have a funeral because, in order to be f- buried, in sense, you have to. um be baptized, which, Mm. of course, you can't be baptized if you're not alive. Do you know what I mean? All these silly, silly things um, go that you have to, and yet you're in complete shock. You haven't even um, comprehended what's ahead of you. Um, And I didn't comprehend for a long, long time.
0: It sounds like being strapped into a horrible roller coaster that Mm. won't stop.
1: No, yeah, you just, you just, and and it, the emotions, because of course your hormones have gone flying. Do you know what I mean? Kind of thing you've been hit with this devastation. news, your body is given birth, so all that 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 kind of biological side of it is still there, and and it just couldn't. Get it and I I've met parents since that have been in the same situation and it's just that disbelief, it's 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 the utter devastation and heartbreak because there is nothing more precious in life than having a baby and that it's such a special gift. And yet sometimes we still just take it for granted. Perhaps I possibly did. You know, it was pregnancy number four with three other small kids. You're getting on with life. You're doing it. And then I got stopped in my tracks mm-hmm. and you now we were very lucky. We had huge support. We have very good family, superb network of friends kind of thing. And, and they were there for us. Um, and it was funny people who sometimes would think that would be there for you weren't and then other people came out who probably wouldn't have registered on my radar but with such kindness and such compassion um, that they kind of made up for the people that would walk across the road to avoid you
0: I'll come back to that in in a minute Um, but, but just yourself you're a business person and in business every question must have an answer You still don't know to this very day what happened to Leah. How do you live with not knowing that answer? Or do you have to be okay with it?
1: You have to be okay with it. You just, until I kind of accepted that there was no reason, like I said, there was no condition, there was no medical thing there. It was just, as I say, one of those things. Now, I can say that now but at the time I couldn't and I remember at the time people would tell me I had an angel in heaven and I thought sometimes I'm going to get a pot and smack him over the head because I didn't want an angel in heaven I wanted my daughter and then other days you take comfort from thinking okay great I've got an angel in heaven and it's very difficult I think and possibly with grief of all kinds to help sometimes someone who is grieving so terribly because whatever you say, you could just be choosing the wrong word or the wrong day to say it and tomorrow it might be okay to say that. So what I've learned to say is I don't know what to say, but yeah. I'm so sorry for the way you are. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to have the right words so You don't have to have the answers because sometimes there just isn't any answers. And, and and look, you look at all the tragedies that happen in the world. There are just no answers or reasons why these things happen. But just to feel the support and compassion. you
2: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns.
0: I'll be right back actually to where I was going and that is you say there were people who crossed the road. There are no words that are going to fix anything. There are no words that are going to make anything okay. Uh-uh. So a lot of people will just not do anything.
1: The thing is, there's a difference between not doing anything, I suppose, and not being there. Mm. Um, and I think for us, certainly at the time, and, and the, again, it's, you're going back 14 years, things were different. FailureCon Connor, a wonderful charity that helped families that have lost children through stillbirth and neonatal death, but they weren't there the time we lost Leah. They came into being afterwards kind of thing. So there is more support. And 14 years ago, it was still very much an unspoken thing. I don't think it, I don't know how freely it's spoken about now. It's probably better. But just, you don't, as I said, you don't have to have the answers. You don't have to have the right words. Sometimes you just need somebody to sit there, hold your hand or make your cup of tea and just let them be, because, and if they want to talk, let them talk. And if they want to watch telly, just let them watch telly. Everybody, what I've learned, this is only my learnings again, PJ, is mm-hmm. that everybody's journey is different. My journey was different to my husband's journey, which would have been different again to, say, my parents' journey or to, for my friends who watch us go through that But everybody, a bit like life in general, do you know what I mean? But everybody has to do it at their own time, their own space, and in their own way to a point. And all we can do as somebody who loves that person is to be there to support them, to say, we're here. Can I do anything? Or do you just want me to be with you? Or do you not want me to be with you? And I'll come back in an hour's time. It's very, very difficult to navigate because grief is so overwhelming, can be so devastating, and none of us you know you're not taught yeah you've got seven stages of grief but until you're in it you don't know really how you're going to react and you know the grief never goes away it starts off as something that's overwhelming and insurmountable and stuff like that but over time you you know you learn to carry it better and it's a much much smaller thing that I carry now and life is good look I started the business in the time after that we lost lost Leah, um, that's taken me into a direction and into places that I never thought I would go. There is a kind of pre-Leah and post-Leah.
0: Mm.
1: Um, the whole experience has has taught me so much as well that I am resilient. Do you know what I mean? Um, if I got through that, there really isn't much else that I can't get through. I'm not going to say it's be, it would be easy, but I know that I have that inner strength to get through Um, things never stayed the same things will always change Um, we have to help ourselves I've learned a lot about myself in the years since we've lost her Um, I'm glad to say we had another daughter as well she was born a year and a week to the day after we lost Leah so that was a very positive time in our life we have four great kids now we're still married <laughs> we're still here we're working and, and, lo- and life is good we, n- we never forget her like i said but she has taught me so so much and set me off on a journey that quite possibly i would never have gone on if she had survived
0: isn't that interesting and to people who are in a similar position um mm-hmm. who who cannot believe like they might be listening to this and they might say how does she find the strength to put two legs under her in the morning I think what you're very clearly saying is there are mornings when you didn't have that and that's okay
1: oh absolutely yeah you yeah, know I didn't have it um I, I, and look that's normal especially in times where sometimes you know sometimes you just don't want to do the day either <laughs> do you know what I mean but at the time I genuinely thought I'd never get out of the bed i didn't think i would genuinely laugh again or have a good time without feeling guilty as well there's a lot of i remember at the time afterwards people say how many kids have you got and did i say four or did i say three before our our last daughter was born you know if i said three was i denyingly if i said four people go, "Well, you have only got three with you where's the other one so there's a lot of stuff like that um And I wouldn't have said myself that you know I don't think I found the strength. I just took it very slowly and did what I could and didn't beat myself up, although sometimes I possibly did, but stopped beating myself up for the days when I didn't get as much done as I would have liked. And tomorrow is always another day, and tomorrow is always a fresh start. And sometimes by taking it step by step by step, you will. You will absolutely. I know you will get there. I'm no different to any of the other mothers that are on the fourth floor in CUMH, or that are grieving at the moment, or anybody. We're all. I'm it's absolutely the same as anybody else. But I just. You just have to say, you know, that I have to do this, whether for yourself for your family, for those that love you, but mainly as well, really, Peter, for yourself, because everybody should live the life that they want to live, not the life that they think they should live or they think that's all they can do. There is support out there. There is help out there. And If you need it, go and find it. I got so much support. Failurecom was huge. Like I said, they came after us. But being involved with other parents in the same situation, that's another thing. You're not on your own. You know, you're not the first. It feels like it, but you're not the first person to have gone through this. And unfortunately, you won't be the last either. So talk to people. Communication is huge um, in trying to resolve um, or to get past places where you're at. So whether it's, you know, communicating with a grief counsellor, communicating with friends, um, you know, in business as well, very much, you know, you get support from... Um, other people in business, because somebody has always been through this before you and they can help you or at least share their experiences with you of how they've got through it. So you can take from that what will work for you and maybe find your own way through then. But don't give up, I suppose, is is, is the biggest thing. Do not give up hope.
0: Lastly, there's a, a lovely piece on your LinkedIn. I've never seen it before. It's not that grief shrinks over time it's that you grow around it give me a minute before we finish up
1: it's true do you know my heart isn't any less broken because she's not here it is absolutely but I owe it to her, I owe it to myself, I owe it to my other children, I owe it to those around me to to be the best version of Caroline that I can be, to be the best mum to the other kids. And I don't always get it right. I'm sure they'll tell you that if you ask them. Do you know what I mean? I don't always get it right, but I will always keep trying. I will never forget her and I love her with all my heart. But there's a reason why I'm here. And I'm always very proud to be her mum. And she will always be huge because she has helped me become the person that I am. And I will always be grateful to her for that.
0: Caroline, great talking to you. Sorry that you got upset, but thank you.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, thank you too, Jen. Thanks for listening to my story. Oh,
0: God, what a story. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Caroline. Um. That story will have struck a lot of hearts, I know, and I'm a huge admirer of the work of Felicon. If you need to talk to someone, if Caroline's story has awakened a memory um, in you that you need to talk to someone, then Felicon are at 0852496464. 085249 085-249- a few comments in response to, to Caroline. Her story would, would take your breath away, wouldn't it? And She's so good at telling it. Um, there isn't a name with this, or if there was, they've asked us not to use it and happy to, to, uh, to hold back your name. Years ago, I lost twins. I was five months gone. So sorry to hear that. I was told they died at nine weeks. The explanation I was given was it was God's way oh, help, and that there would have been something wrong with them. But sure there isn't a day goes by when I think of them, please don't call out my name. Whoever said to you, Asher, that was God's way, there had been something wrong with them. Uh, I really hope that wasn't someone claiming to be a medical professional don't give your name but that was an awful thing to say an awful thing to say this crap about oh that's god's way no sorry never bought that never will another men- um, message here remarks can cause a lot of pain after the loss of a baby i came across all different types of people but what i did learn was that no matter what way people
2: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince
0: Say something, accept it, because you learn it's only when it happens to someone that they realize what it's like. It's great that all these people are talking now. A lady like that gave back something to me that I never even knew I lost. That's a very deep, deep line. Again, there's no name on that, and I can understand why you wouldn't want to give your name. So listening to Caroline, this so listening to Caroline, that's a very profound. Just after striking me here now, listening to Caroline's story, listening to Caroline gave you back something that you never even knew you lost. Well, if we've done nothing today on the show, we've done that, and I'm delighted, delighted. And then Anne says, that's not her real name, I lost my baby many years ago, so I got onto the medical records office via the maternity hospital in CUH. You're entitled to your records and there might be a lot of information there. Thanks for that. That's a very profound line. Listening to Caroline gave me back something I didn't even knew I lost. We'll podcast
1: Caroline's interview uh, after the show. Corks 96FM